Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Okay, Dave Vale, my longtime friend and executive coach. Okay, I'm very excited today, Dave, to have you in our vocal booth here because this is the first of something that we're going to see happen a lot of, I hope. I hope we can see a lot of different leaders and discussions about leadership and uh, really cool stories mm-hmm. of Atlantic Canada businesses uh, come out of this, you know, this vocal booth that we have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And why don't you uh, remind the listeners what uh, what brought us here? Because you and I were sitting having coffee uh, at one point saying, how do we tell this, these amazing stories of Atlantic Canadian leaders and businesses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, actually, you were an interviewee at one point. I actually had you in the series, Leadership Unleashed series. And by the way, I love your your booth here. This is fabulous. Well, it's very deadening in here. Yes. It sounds so good. It's, it's all covered in carpet. If anybody uh, comes to Hemmings House Studio, you can see it's all shag carpet. There's a disco light and a lava lamp in here. <laughs> it's beautiful. And, uh, <laughs> it's very warm. Um, no, but the Leadership Unleashed series is all about um, get it. There's so many interesting stories that aren't being told, I think, in the region, in Atlantic Canada, um, and, and anyone connected to Atlantic Canada. And so what I've been doing over the last couple of years, and, and I interviewed you at one point because you're one of those those creative, interesting leaders doing stuff that not and more people would know about what you're doing, Craig. But there's people in 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 certain parts of this province, for example, that are doing amazing things that no one knows about. So the the series is around um, you know just getting their story out. Um, and what's great for me as an interviewee is I get to learn a lot about leadership and about business, and uh, I, I'm just loving it. So, to, so the opportunity for you and I to to extend this um, in another medium, and you know, like be able to talk about it, and uh, I'm just excited about this whole process. Yeah, and uh, and that's really neat because leadershipunleashed.com is that, that leadershipunleashed.ca.ca uh, is your medium to get your, the stories out that you've been uh, uh, collecting. And for myself, as a filmmaker, uh, working in this region uh, and really paying a lot of attention to uh, local businesses and uh, and uh, different uh, leaders and icons, uh, for me, I have the exact same experience. Because when I film these people and these companies and these movements, uh, I get to learn so much about these people, and I feel like I become a better entrepreneur for it. Yeah, so I exactly. think that's why having both of us in this uh, in this voice booth uh, doing this makes a lot of sense. So uh, the format of this is week after week we'll switch off um, uh, bringing in somebody, another guest that you've interviewed through Leadership Unleashed, or maybe somebody I've interviewed through uh, my decade of working in Atlantic Canada, uh, supporting the the uh, the stories of, of business leaders, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully we can share this and inspire. So why don't you tell us about uh, today's guest, who yeah. we actually have fit into our voiceover yes. booth. Yes, yeah, yeah, very well. <laughs> fit in here. Um, Kevin Bellier, he's the owner of, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to get Kevin. You you introduced yourself. Why don't you introduce yourself? 
I just interviewed Kevin, and um, man, he's got a he, he's one of those great entrepreneurs doing some very cool stuff. But why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? All right, guys, thanks. Um, so I um, I run Spartan Systems and Paper42.ca. So um, as we talked about in your column last week, Dave, the uh, Spartan Systems is a traditional IT consulting firm that focuses on providing outsourced IT services for companies in Southern New Brunswick traditionally. Um, Paper 42 is a new tech startup that's been going for about a year now. And what Paper 42 does is we we provide a cloud-based file sharing solution for companies um, across the country. So we've really expanded our market from coast to coast. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to to um, allow Canadian companies to to embrace the cloud, to grow their business with cloud computing and mm -hmm. store their data uh, in the cloud, giving them great mobility, great flexibility, but still keep it in Canada and protect it with Canadian privacy laws. So, and that's really what we talked about last week when we were having our discussion, and, uh, and that's kind of what brought us together. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To have a chat. So, and what's interesting is I understand you're a client, Greg. That's right. So, <laughs> the the very interesting story about Kevin and I is uh, we did a, a really cool animation for Kevin, which you can see on uh, paper42.ca. Paper if you go to paper2, uh, paper 42.ca, you can see the animation we did. And the fun thing is, we actually brought Kevin into this very voiceover booth, and the two of us had a conversation the way we are right now, and yeah. we used our voices as the narrative, and then we had our animators design these funny little characters of, of the two of us, uh, and it told the story a really kind of fun way. So, yeah, we have been working together, which is which is a perfect reason why you're the uh, you're, you're the, the choice pick for today's podcast. Well, yeah, and I understand as well that you guys are using Paper 42 for you know, to, to, to store files. 100%. And so the thing that I really liked about uh, Kevin's product is, uh, you know, he pitched it as, um, as uh, Dropbox within Canada. And the reason that's important, as he educated me on, is when we share our files on Dropbox, which is a great service, and Kevin also admits that it's a fantastic yeah. service, admits, I like that, um, but you're still at the mercy of American privacy laws. And uh, at the end of the day, your files are not 100% secure if you're uploading them to mm. American servers. Mm. And that's why if you're a company with very uh, sensitive materials, you're going to want to subscribe to this service. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's really neat. And I think this conversation will lead down the road to how he found this pain point, and, yeah. you know, and it'll be interesting to well, there's some that there's some bit. themes. So so, anyways, that's that's this is the nature of Atlanta, Canada. We all work together exactly. Some, yeah. It really so. is it really is a small community, and it's 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 great that you've been able to bring people together in this format to share their stories. Yeah, so well, I think so, it's just, so you, it'll benefit the region itself as a whole. Your story, um, for me, was really interesting. There's some there's some themes in your story that I found really interesting. The first is that you're, you're a CMA, which I, stands for. <laughs> Certified management accountants. Right. So, so, so you, probably the last person you'd expect to be in a in a sound booth talking about <laughs> cloud cloud based uh, IT services. Yeah, and so like I was really interested in that, right? So here's you, you know a professional um, working in a corporate environment, but there was something about um, working for the man that wasn't working for you, um, and that took you on your first kind of entrepreneurial pursuit. Exactly. Exactly. Tell, tell us about that. So so really, uh, you know, I guess I I, I kind of sum it up. Um, having worked in corporate world, um, you know, I got really, really good experience, and you know, I had some opportunities that I took advantage of, and and and, and it worked out very well. But there's still something missing, something that I just couldn't get from working for somebody else, and that led me to to really 
look at becoming an entrepreneur and and you know I had a lot of challenges you know what what do you know how do I make the move how do I do it mm-hmm. um, you know because we, we you know we get into routines and 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 change is tough for everybody mm-hmm. so um, so for me it really uh, you know I really kind of summed it up with the my thought at the time was and it still is is that you know the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to get really good experience that'll look good on my resume if I if you know to work for somebody somewhere else and so, so I really by, had by, by taking the leap out of a out of a out of a job in becoming an entrepreneur, the worst thing that could happen is you get a bunch of experience. Exactly. What I a mean, great attitude, eh? That's good. <laughs> so, you know, and it would be, you know, a variety of experience that I would never get working um, in, a, in a corporate environment. Right. So, uh, so I really had to have that mindset, and that really took me through the first, you know, couple of years. So that... Uh, so, so if we back up a little bit, you... I would say, and this is the other thing, the other thing that I thought was interesting is how you how you became uh, an owner of Spartan System was, was, was through, like, an acquisition. Exactly. And then and then I want you to maybe contrast that with doing a startup, which uh, Paper 42 is. And there's, you know, there's some big differences there, right? Exactly. Exactly. So what Spartan Systems is, is uh, the company is obviously still going. It's been, it's been in business for probably 25 years now. And and, um, I've owned it for the last, say, 10 or 12 years. Um, so really getting into that, into that business was, I would say, a little bit easier in that there was, there was a stable client base. I had developed a relationship with the customers. So it was a really easy transition for me, the previous owner, and for the customers. So it was almost seamless. And um, so, so that, you know, it, I wouldn't say it was a no-brainer, mm. but some of the risk that we would perceive mm-hmm. was gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it made it a little bit of an easier um, decision. So, um, and, and at the same time, you're how old? You had a goal, and that's the other interesting thing is you're very goal oriented, right? So you had a goal of owning a business before you're 30. This comes on, you you start working there as an employee with the idea you're going to take over. Exactly. And you you accomplished your goal. I did. I accomplished the goal by I think I, I you know not to age myself, but I my goal was to to own my own business by the time I was 30. So looking back, I I made that happen, yeah. which was great, and um, so. So with uh, now Paper 42 is a different story. Really what happened there is I saw an opportunity with some of my, my existing customers and with some, some people that were contacting me for solutions that I couldn't offer through Spartan Systems. So, so I, got, you know, I, I looked at the market across Canada and, and really tried to find a solution for my customers. It, initially, I wasn't looking to start a business. But the more I looked into it, the more time I spent on it, I realized that there, there was an opportunity here to have a niche business in Canada that I can service customers from coast to coast. And um, and it was, you know, we did have customers on day one, only a couple, mind you, <laughs> but um, but we had to start somewhere. And um, so it's it's really a, uh, it's a true startup in that sense of the word. And it's, you know, it's it's an it's an uphill battle to, to grow it, to get customers, to get the message out, all the branding, you know, everything had to be done from scratch. Right. And, you know, but that's what I like about it because it's a challenge. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I look back 18 months ago to see where I was, you know, I've come a long ways with it. So I've certainly... I'm certainly on track. What was the, what did you find, what surprised you the most, you know, moving from this, you know, going into an acquisition and, and then all of a sudden, you know, thinking, you know, you have a good sense of how business runs and operates and then start up? Well, I mean, probably the, probably the biggest thing is just how long it takes to get a, a new customer. Right. And, and you, you know, you always hear the story that, it, you know, it, um, um, you know, it's easier to hold on to an existing customer than it is to get a new customer. And, and you know, that's 
prior to, you know, um, customer service, you know, one of the kind of founding blocks of customer service is look after your existing customers. Well, with Paper 42, we really didn't have any to start with. So we're, we're trying to go out and, and get new customers every day. And, and, and it really, you know, it, it's really a challenge. And uh, we have to look at different ways of getting them. We can't, uh, you know, we get uh, a lot of online, we get a lot of people finding us through search engines, through um, different blogs, different posts. But we really got to get them beat the street too. And right. uh, and talk to people face to face and tell them our story and, and, and have a chance of that conversation. And, and once you do that, um, I really find that our, our customers identify with what we're trying to do, and they say, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. I think I, I like to I like to try that. Whereas if I if I tried to maybe engage that customer with a some type of an online um, you know keyword search or an advertising campaign or some type of a of a of an online push, I might not have engaged them. Right. So it's um, you know it, it it really is a it's a there, there's there's a lot of different ways that we're having to go and, and get those customers that I didn't necessarily envision. Right. There's, there, there's, if you don't mind popping in, there, there's a couple things that are interesting to me about this, about the whole startup entrepreneurial thing. Is I wanted to ask you, are, are you by any means an artist or a musician or anything of... Uh of, of that side, like, are you? Uh, well, I, I've taken three piano lessons okay. in the last four years. Well, there you so, go. There so you go. There, there's an interest there. <laughs> Just there's no no time for it. I've always seen entrepreneurs and artists as very similar people because they've got the capacity for risk and they want to start from scratch and take that challenge of taking from something straight from a blank canvas into a work of art, and that's exactly the process you're going through, and it is a challenge, and it it's. Uh, You'd be lying if you told uh, the world that it was an easy process, especially you coming out of uh, the accounting world and then coming out of a, you know, a, a company that you purchased. So you didn't start from the ground That's up. That's right. It must be a shock to your system, but is it advantage? Feel it must oh, be adventurous. It's, I mean, to you. It's, it's you know, it's extremely exciting, and I, I thrive on that. And I, you know, I, I really get a lot of, I really get a lot out of it. And and I and that's what I want to share with people is, you know, when you take that leap to do whatever whatever you need to do to make yourself happy business wise um, it's extremely rewarding and and there's you know I know we're, we want to talk about it today but there's a really good environment in this region to support people to take that risk and just to take that first step even with a little bit of risk and and you know do what they want to do to become an entrepreneur I mean I think it's there's a lot of there's a lot of potential out there that has yet to be unlocked and there's there's people that are probably listening to us you know, thinking, yeah, you know what, I've been thinking about this for a couple of years. Maybe now's the time. Here's, you know, there's another piece of the story. So there's three of us, three entrepreneurs sitting in the room, right? Very warm room, by the way. And cozy. <laughs> cozy. <laughs> um, and what I find interesting about Kevin's approach, which would be different than yours, because I know your approach, Greg, and I know I'm very familiar with mine, is much more, like, much more measured in terms of plan. Like, you, you actually did your research. Determined that there wasn't a market, you know. Or sorry, there was a market, was a but market, there wasn't yes. a solution, right? And and then and then I know I've heard about this a while, but you kind of consistently, you know, very um, measured. I don't know, it's like a calculated risk versus. So again, on the one hand, there's people that are that they just want to get out and execute, right? They just want to get and just start taking action, right? Right. And I think Greg, Greg Hemmings <laughs> would fall into that camp, yeah. right? And then there's other people that plan, 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 plan. And there's some people kind of in the middle. And like I don't know, I just think Kevin's in the middle, and I think that's pretty cool because I could certainly 
learn from planning more, and I have been slowly, but and surely. Yeah. Um, but but you can't plan too much either, right? No, so because if you plan too much, it'll it'll never happen. So I certainly do. I do you know run by the seat of my pants in some in some cases, and I, I do you know you know at the end of the day, probably one of the the, the simplest things that I've learned being an entrepreneur is go with your gut feeling. And you really can't plan for that. Interesting. But there's been, you know, so there's been several cases with my businesses and, you know, where I've, I've not gone with my gut feeling and it's, you know, six months later, I said, you know what? I should have, should have trusted my instincts because. So can we talk about that? Because I think that's an interesting play. Like, so part of your formal training I'm guessing. And so I do a lot of work with like accountants and lawyers yes. and stuff in a coaching capacity. And it's almost like this formal training has taught them to be cynical, skeptical, cautious. And, it's, and when they get out into this other environment, it's almost like they have to unlearn some of that. Well, that you, you have to learn to, as I said, trust your gut, which, you know, they don't teach you that in any type of formal you know, school or programs or, you know, professional development organizations. They don't, you know, nobody, no, you know, there wasn't a point in time in any of my education where somebody said, just go with your gut feeling. Right. So you really have to be able to so how did you step back that? and, well, you make mistakes. You make mistakes and realize, geez, you know what, I should have, uh, instead of going with, you know, what the market study showed me or the numbers showed me or what, you know, um, you know, the, the documentation would have told me to do. I should have gone with my gut feeling because really that, you know, s- supposedly my, my gut feeling would teach me, you know, I've taken into account the numbers, I've taken into account the market research, and I've but I've also taken into account all the other risk factors. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm not saying you can, you can run a business by the seat of your pants just, you know, willy-nilly, but uh, but I think you have to be, you have to, you know, have to trust yourself. And, the uh, mistakes part is awesome. Yeah, you have to make yeah. mistakes. You, you, you learn the most from, I've learned the most from the mistakes I've made, and, and I'm sure everybody else in this booth agrees. <laughs> well, I think, I think every uh, entrepreneur who has made any sort of success would agree that without mistakes, uh, they would not be where they are today. And the cynical people we talked about, they don't go into entrepreneurship because if you become an entrepreneur, you have to really understand uh, that a mistake or a fail is not the end of the day. It's about getting right back up again and trying again. And that's why there's a, a very you know, small band of our society who can be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that capacity to to brush it off and say, let's just try it again mm-hmm. and try not to do too much damage in the process. But uh, uh I think there's a whole podcast, uh, you know, right in that topic itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think of all the people we've talked to that have had some pretty significant failures, you know, like um, very public, and they they get up from and 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 they're actually stronger as a result. Yeah, and I think you have to encourage those encourage those people to to get right back up and try it again because just think what they learned during that failure process. I mean, you know, they might have had a failure, but. Now they're even stronger, right? I, I'm like the other thing I was. I'm thinking about is um, I always hope that someone's like reading one of the columns, or you know, maybe listening to a podcast, or reading stuff online, or whatever. And they might be on the the cusp of doing something or thinking about doing something. Um, you you talk about, and I know Greg, you can add to this too. But there's something about this region that really supports entrepreneurship. 
What, what is it you guys think it is? Like, what, what you know? Well, I think it's uh, the resilience of Atlantic Canadians. We've, uh, hmm. We're hardworking people. Uh, if you go way back to the very early uh, days of, uh, you know, the, the creation of our country, uh, people came, Europeans came over here and uh, worked in extremely harsh conditions just to survive. And they built communities here. And they, they, they worked the land. They worked in the sea. And it's always been harsh, 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 which means people have had to learn how to grow in those environments and to make those mistakes and to feel pain, you know? And uh, I think it's just in our, it's in our blood to be hardworking, risk-taking people and resilient. And the other part is a sense of community in Atlantic Canada. It's different than other places. I'm not saying it's better uh, or, or closer knit, but we have a sense of community here that um, uh, it really keeps people in check. That's why you don't really see a lot of uh, Lamborghinis or Ferraris. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that and the potholes, I suppose. But mm-hmm. we're not a showy uh, community. Uh, people are very real, very authentic uh, with their success. And uh, I, I think that's all part of it is we all want to see uh, each other succeed because we all really do love enjoying, love to work uh, work and live here. And uh uh, I think most people who've set up business here would say the same thing. Like, mm. Why aren't you doing this in Toronto? Why don't you have a film production company in L.A.? Well, I actually really like living here by the St. John River, and I like the friends and family I have here, and I like the, the quality of life here. Mm-hmm. So I want to fight to make sure Kevin succeeds, to make sure Dave Vale succeeds. I want to make sure that we all succeed so we can continue to live and bring up our families here and, and be successful here. And I think that's a big part of it. And I don't think that would be the same attitude in bigger cities like Toronto or New York. Well, one of the things you t- Kevin touched on that I know that I've experienced, I know you've experienced, Greg, is, so, you know, that's, and by the way, that's really interesting, the whole resilient kind of nature. I never thought of that before. So I'm from away. I'm not from here originally, but I can speak to, yeah, man, people are very resilient here. You've been here long enough, though. Well, we, you know, you're part of the group. Now. Well, yeah, I think. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm still an outsider sometimes. But, um, but one of the, uh, no, no, but the, the other piece is, is, this, is this interest in people supporting each other. Right, you know, what I mean, this community. Like, you know, you know, as you're launching Paper Forty Two, what are you seeing? What are you noticing? Well, I, I, I'm seeing, you know, you know, that there is a great community, and uh, you know, I, I don't think that there's there's any business leader that I've reached out to to talk about Paper Forty Two with that said, no, I don't have time for you, or no, I really, no, I don't believe in that. You know, um, doesn't matter at what level they're in or, or what type of organization they run or they own, but but really they've been very, very receptive to at least giving me the time to bounce some ideas off them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, these are these are people that are running businesses or that have, that have that have sold businesses and been very successful and are working with other startups. You know, it's a it's a it's a really um, it's a really good environment and really encouraging environment for for people who are looking to start something on their own. And and just go touching back to what Greg said about you know the community. I think we all support each other together, and and we all want we do want to see each other succeed. And we love hearing about success stories that come from Atlantic Canada because it. You know, it, it proves to us and to the rest of the country that you can do it here just as well as, you know, downtown Toronto or downtown Vancouver. And, and, and I would often argue that it's easier to do it in Atlantic Canada because you're, the support network is here to help you kind of ramp up as you 
as you go coast to coast or you try and build your business across the country. So, and I think you can reach into that. Like, there's some deep experience and knowledge and expertise here in the region, and you can literally pick up the phone, yeah, and call and say, "Hey, I'm Kevin Bellier, and Greg said I should call you." And someone who is, you know, has done very well by by any standard um, in terms of business success. I'm talking, you know, international standards. Will actually say, "Come on in and and meet with me and and let me tell me more about what you're doing." Yeah. I'll give you some feedback and, you know, you should meet so-and-so. And, I mean, that's – I'll tell you, when I, I came from Vancouver here, and that's the first thing that struck me was the, people's willingness to support you mm-hmm. um, and and really encourage you and believe in you. And it was like, wow, it was kind of a new thing because I'm in Vancouver. I was kind of on my own. Like, I didn't really feel that sense of um, – You probably wouldn't have that. No, well, actually, I didn't at all. No. It'd be hard to find that if it, if it did exist because, you know, how do you even tap into that network? Whereas here, it's, it's almost like it's it's obvious. Yeah. So it's um, you know it's really it's encouraging. I, you know we we want to see our you know our neighbors and our friends and our you know fellow business owners you know, grow it and succeed and become a success story. And it, so so I, you know, I'm really happy with what I see around here. Great. Well, I think this is a good uh, a good way to wrap this up. Um, uh, and I think the theme of this discussion has been support. You know community support and uh, and risk taking and the truly the definition of, uh, of what an entrepreneur is. I've seen Kevin take two layers of clothes off. Um, I do believe the hot yoga class is lined up to come in here next. Uh, I think they're well prepped. And, 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 uh, Tim actually put up a little uh, piece of paper saying 20 minutes has gone by. Wow. Uh, but I don't even think we need that. I think we just need a thermometer. Once it hits 40 degrees Celsius, we're done. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this, this has been great. Thank you, Kevin. And uh, Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I'm nice. thinking, uh, you know, next week, David, it'll be fun to... Uh, to bring in somebody else, uh, uh, maybe David Alston is somebody we could bring in mm-hmm. and get his uh, perspectives because he's doing a lot of really neat things on a grassroots level mm-hmm. right now. After he's seen a lot of success in his career, mm-hmm. he's now giving back to the community uh, truly at grassroots for true altruistic reasons. And I love that about entrepreneurs, about right. the, the whole idea of giving back to the community. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if he's willing to step into the hot box. Uh, <laughs> that's a, I think that's a good tagline. Okay, is this going to be a hot box, or is it going to be a porta potty, or is it going to be a fishing shack? We have to, we have to, we have to. Probably call fishing shack. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's more yeah, maritime. And hot box Get makes us smell, sound like a bunch yeah, of pot smokers, yeah, yeah, which yeah, we're exactly. not, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, this, <laughs> this is great, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, and tune in next week. We'll we'll bring somebody else exciting into the fishing shack. Awesome. See you Thanks, later, guys. Cheers. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, 
and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.